Okay, if you have your Bibles, 1 Peter 4, beginning with verse 12. 1 Peter 4, beginning with verse 12. Peter addresses Christians here. He says, Beloved, sold out to people, to Jesus. Listen. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice. (coughs) Excuse me. And inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a busybody in other man's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. You may be seated. Mr. Nick, would you turn me off? Just turn me off, please. I don't know what that is. All that. It just won't turn loose, and it might come back. If it does, I'll just ask you to do it again, okay? Now I think I might be ready. If it was Christmas, I would sing, Hark, the Herald Angels Sing. Yeah, that's a good one too, Steve. That's good. You're not on the PA, so it's all right. Suffering is an unpopular subject. It's nothing we look forward to doing. And I have learned the older I get, seem like the more suffering I have to um, experience. But when I go to the doctor and they're going to do some kind of procedure, I said, listen, I know you got the stuff. I don't want to hear nothing, see nothing, and I don't want to feel nothing. A man went to the doctor and he said the doctor's fixing to examine him and the doctor says this is going to hurt. So the man reaches up and gets the doctor by the ear. And he says, go ahead. You know, hey, there's no reason for suffering with the stuff that we have on the physical side. But many times, <clears throat> excuse me, we suffer as a Christian. And then verse 12, beloved, don't, don't, don't worry, but it's not nothing strange concerning the fiery trial. And those fiery trials, listen, they come from the devil himself. I mean, he is out to get us. Um, Psalm 11 says, lo, the wicked have their bow and arrow. And they have already got the arrow upon the string. They have already pulled it back, and they are aiming to shoot at the upright in heart. Who is the upright in heart? That is Christians. These fiery trials, the devil sees to it. He is as a roaring lion, goes about seeking 
Christians who he can devour, who he can destroy. He don't go after the lost because he's already got them. You know, when we think about our sufferings here, and I think about heaven, all those loved ones that's gone on in front of us, they're not experiencing any pain. They're not experiencing any sorrow, no suffering, no tears, because they're in a land of no mores. No more time. Time don't mean anything. And as we are here through the suffering that we have to go through, if that's what it takes for us to get ready to ship out, so be it. You know, let it happen. Because the Lord, listen, the Lord don't, don't make any mistakes. You say, well, why would he allow me to suffer? Why would he allow Job to suffer? The Bible says Job was an upright and perfect man. There's not a one of us in here that's upright tonight, and we certainly aren't perfect. Hello? Right? But, hey, Job was both of those and went through, you know what? Lost his family, lost everything he had. Except his wife. And she said, why don't you just curse God and die? What's the use? I love what he said. He said, I don't care if he kills me. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to serve him. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. No matter what comes. God can't do anything bad enough for me to quit. Is what he's saying. And no matter what the devil throws at us, we can't afford to quit. We may wake up in the morning, hey, Lynn may be deathly sick. We may wake up in the morning, I may be deathly sick. You may wake up in the morning, your grandchildren or your children deathly sick. Trust in the Lord. Keep on going because the devil is not happy with your life and mine. And anything he can do to deter us, get us off track, that's what he's going to do. I love model railroads. And <clears throat> in that track, there's a thing called a, a re-railer. And it, what it does is if one car wheels get off the track, when it crosses through that re-railer, it puts it right back on track. The Holy Spirit is a type of re-railer, okay? He will get us back on track if we get off. And Satan will do his part to get us off. Every hospital we pass, every siren we hear, every hearse we see is a reminder that people suffer. You know, I've said it before, I'll say it to you again. Hardly ever do I miss just a quick prayer. When I hear an ambulance or see an ambulance, Lord, be with whoever they're going after because they're suffering. Be with the driver. Give them safety. Help the ambulance to run true. And whoever's on board is going to administer the help they need. Be with them. Could be me they're coming after. Okay? Hey. I want it to be their best. Well, when we think about all this, this simply this, when Christians suffer. First of all, according to the scripture, according to verse 12, it is not strange that Christians have trials. Trials, troubles, tribulations, all three have an S on them. And we're going to experience all three as, as a Christian as long as we live. And I've heard people say, well, <clears throat> excuse me, as a Christian, why should I have to suffer? Well, as a man of God, as the Son of God, why did Jesus have to suffer to pay for our sins? And then the devil throws all this junk at us, and then we begin to suffer. 
And what does suffering do? Suffering basically needs to draw us closer to the Lord, okay? Closer uh, to the Lord. Salvation does not mean uh, that we're not going to have any trials. I mean, you know, I've heard people say, well, if you just get saved, all your troubles be over. Oh, no, your troubles just begin. When you, when you accept the Lord and when you take a stand for Jesus, your troubles are just going to start. Somebody asked me a while ago, said, you get any phone calls today? Nope, I didn't. I was ready, though. Just come on to the house. But trials are going to come. And the reason, sometimes the reason we have trials, it's our own fault. Because sometimes we get caught up in the world's ways. It's that snare that the devil sets. It's that, it's that trap that he sets to get us. Uh, you see, we are, we are a part of of a fallen race. A fallen race. You know, I've often wondered, and I, I think I know, and I could be wrong, why in the world didn't the devil approach Adam? But he approached Eve. I feel that because she was classified as the weaker vessel, Okay? She was classified as the weaker vessel. So he knew if he could get through to her, he could reach Adam. Okay? I've heard, I've heard ladies say, and they would say it laughing, and they'd say it joking, but sometimes I think they were serious. They'd look here, my husband's the head of this house, but I'm the neck. I tell you, I say when, when in which way to turn, and how long to stay turned over that. Well... I won't go no further there right now. <laughs> We're in a war, okay? And it's not a war against flesh and blood, okay? It's a war against the darkness of powers of the night. That's when the devil, that's when most, a lot of, uh, of uh, uh, things occur. Sin occurs at night, you know, and... and <clears throat> Hey, the 5 o'clock news in the morning, the 6 o'clock news, the 7 o'clock news will have all kind of things that, that's go, go, that went on tonight. People out late at night. And I'm thinking, what in the world are they doing out that late at night unless they're going to work or coming home from work? What are they doing out that late? What's out there? Nothing worth having. We're in a world of wars. We're in a, we, the Bible says there'll always be wars and rumors of war. Well, we know that we, we live in a world of tornadoes, earthquakes, tsunamis, floods, fires, killings. I mean, it's amazing. More and more and more people are being killed. They said, well, take the guns. Do this. They ain't going to stop it. Well, I need to get a concealed weapon permit. What for? The outlaw ain't got one. He ain't going to get one. You take all the guns you want to away, they will get a gun. They know how. They know the source. And those with the source are making money on it. So, hey, they're going to they gonna be always be guns. I don't care uh, who says what about they're going to take the guns away from us. Uh, they're going to always be. That, that itself would be a war. You see, Christians have trials because of the power um, of Satan. He is an adversary. He is a roaring lion. And he will see to it that you and I are attacked, okay? He has his crowd strategically located all over the place. You know, I, I've learned 
You pull into a gas station, give everybody the right of way. <laughs> give everybody the right of way. Lest you get run over or cussed out. Okay? You know, if there's an empty spot, I'll make sure there's not somebody coming from you on the way, going to zip in and get it. Same way with a parking place. You know, you're running around trying to find a good close park, and by the time you fist to pull in, somebody whip right in there in front of you. <laughs> Roll your window down. When they get out, say, God bless you. You drive right on, you know. Hey. <laughs> but people are out there. They, he's, he's got them located all over the place. Um, I done made mention the, the work in Job's life that... Uh, uh, Satan caused and uh, how God brought him through gave him back a whole lot more uh, than he lost well secondly when Christians suffer it's not all, we don't, shouldn't think it be a strange thing but secondly as Christians our trials are different verses 13 and 14 says but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings he suffers so why shouldn't I why shouldn't I suffer he suffered for my sins why shouldn't I suffer? Now, we don't suffer alone. You know, it, it, when, a lot of people suffer. And I, I think of Job again. Bible says he has three friends. I'm trying to think of their names. Somebody help me. Eliphaz, Bill, Dad, and Zophar. The Bible says friends. Well, it says that they came and they sat down in the room where he was, and I forget how many days, they sat there and just looked at him, didn't say a word. Not a word, just looking at him. And then one of them says, you know, Job, you hadn't done all that sin back there, you wouldn't be in the mess you in. But that was a good friend, wasn't it? That's like going to the hospital, visiting a man in the hospital, and, and uh, he tells you what his troubles are, and... You were looking at him and you'd say, well, you know, I had a friend had the same thing you did. He died. Well, that's good news. Hey, <clears throat> that's not any comfort whatsoever to that person that's laying there sick. Well, you know, we don't think sometimes, but the devil is far ahead of us on the thinking end. He's the second most powerful being in the universe and his thinking is far way beyond what we think or, or would have a thought about and on top of that, the Bible says that God knows our thoughts before we think them. Now, uh, our day of glory is just ahead. Uh, Cassie, pull up uh, Romans 8, 18. I know that some of you, probably most of you know this verse by heart, but I want us to look at it uh, one word at a time. Uh, Romans 8, 18 says, For I reckon um, that the sufferings of this present time, okay, right now, the sufferings that you and I are going through, whatever that suffering, it might be bad memories, might be grieving, it might be a loss of somebody or something. But he said, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall, that's future, shall be revealed in us when we get home no comparison to it. Now, pull up Acts 16, 25. We should be able to find suffering, uh, I mean, uh, joy even in suffering. What he says here, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. That's a big thing. They prayed. Hey, they, they in prison. Don't worry, they're not going anywhere. 
They chained. They are not going anywhere. And so they prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. The prisoners heard them. If all people, hey, that was a witness right there. All prisoners heard them singing. And then the earthquake came and the chains fell off. I mean, it was nothing short of God moving in in a point where Paul and Silas were suffering. All right, Matthew 5, 11. We ought to be able to rejoice uh, in reproaches. Look here, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for Jesus' sake. Blessed, blessed are you when that happens to us. All right? When Christians suffer, it shouldn't be strange to us when we suffer. And uh, trials, they're going to come. They're different. But thirdly, sometimes we as Christians bring suffering on ourselves. Look back at verse 15. But let none of you suffer as a murderer. Murderers ought to suffer, right? They ought to have to suffer. The Bible says if you take somebody's life, your life should be taken. Period. Let none of you suffer as a thief. What about it? A thief. Or as an evil doer. Or as a busy body in other men's matters. Uh, what about 16? Yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, now here's the difference, okay? If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Glorifying God on this behalf. Murderer, hey, you think about David, King David. I mean, old boy was so far backslid, wasn't even funny. Bible says in the day that kings go forth to battle, David stayed at home. He stayed at home. All his buddies had gone to war, but he stayed at home. It's amazing what the devil did to him and with him. A king. The Bible says a man after God's own heart committed adultery. He was a liar. He was a murderer. But God forgave him. A busy body, that verse says. A busy body. Someone who murders people's reputation. What does it say about the tongue? It is full of deadly poison. And with our tongue, we can murder somebody's reputation. You see, we don't get a second chance to make a good first Impression. We don't get a second chance. There was two young couples right over here this morning. I know they got spoken to. A lot of them got spoken to. I made sure I went and spoke to them. Hopefully we made a good first impression. But they'll come back. That's up to us. Hey, the care team's done, hopefully mailed out a card to them, welcoming them. And uh, I got a copy of the card. I got the phone number. So it's up to me to call them and thank them this week for being at our church last Sunday. 
It's up to me to do that. And you know, uh, hey, our deacons, there's nothing wrong with you saying, hey, give me them names and numbers. I too want to call and encourage them. Um, you know, when people come in, um, I forget the names now, but that's beside the point. Had two little boys, right? And they took them to uh, children's, right? You, you got them, didn't you, son? You got one. Okay. Hey, hopefully they had a great time over there. Okay? Sandra and them doing their job. We doing our job out here. And I've heard, I've heard some of the adults say, man, our kids say, hey, we want to go back there. I love it. We want to go back there. We want to do what, they, we want to do what they're doing. All right? Suffering as a Christian. What does it say? That verse says, in order to glorify God. And that's what Job he say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to glorify God. I don't care what he does to me. Kills me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave here shouting. Okay, last of all, we're going to suffer, okay? So last of all, we need to deposit our souls with Jesus Christ in the first bank of Calvary. Deposit our souls with Jesus Christ at the first bank of Calvary. Verse 19 Excuse me, verse 18 and 19. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, okay? If the righteous scarcely, barely be saved, the righteous, those who are trying to live right, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? We're all going to appear before God. That's a known fact. How about 19, all right? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the, look what he says, will of God. Not the will of the devil, but the will of God. Commit the keeping of their souls to him, that is to God, in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. God is a faithful creator. Creator, he, he created you and me after his image. But we know and he knows that sin marred that image. And the only way we're going to ever even attempt to get it back is to be saved and do our best to live a good, solid, sold out Christian life. Not half-heartedly, but wholeheartedly. Um, Proverbs eleven thirty one. I didn't give you that, I don't think, Cassie. How quick can you pull up Proverbs 11, 31? Don't get in a stew. Need to break anyway. Behold, saying, pay attention, saying, look, the righteous shall be recompensed, repaid in the earth. Okay, much more the wicked 
and the sinner. Bible says, fret not thyself because of what? Evil doers. I don't have to answer for them, but I do have to answer for me. So I shouldn't be fretting. <clears throat> oh, God, look, look, they got a brand new house, a brand new car. They're always taking vacations. How come I can't never do that? God, I work every day trying to have something. I'm sick. My family's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what kind of reward? They're going to get their reward. You mark it down. Their reward is right here. Their punishment is out there. Your and my punishment as a Christian is right here. Our reward is out yonder. But along the way, the Bible tells us if we're faithful to him, he's going to bless us. Okay? Along the way. So don't get anxious for nothing. But in everything, by what? Prayer. Pray without ceasing. Don't quench the Spirit of God. Let the Spirit flow where it needs to flow. So when suffering comes, hey, Lord, whatever, whatever the reason behind this, I'm willing to go through it. I want to be faithful to you all the way to the end. I want to be as Job was. I want to be able to hold my head up and say, hey, I know I'm trying my best to do right, and the devil has thrown this on me, but I'm going to keep on going for the glory of God. So fret not. And when we suffer, hey, may we be good sufferers that God will receive the glory. Okay? Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for the time to be together with our family. Lord, I pray now that you bless her in the invitation time. If anyone needs to uh, come to the altar, Lord, give them the courage to do that. And Father, we'll thank you and praise you for all you do for us this evening. In Jesus' name, amen.